another episode of The Healing Podcast, brought to you by Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital. Here's Bill Klaproth. As men age, sexual health problems become more common. And here to talk with us about sexual health in men is Dr. Patrick Bennett, Chair of the Urology Division at Marin General Hospital and Chief Physician Executive for Marin Healthcare District. Dr. Bennett, thank you so much for your time today. So let's start here. What do men need to do in order to manage their sexual health? First of all, thanks for inviting me to speak to you today. But I think there are two sides to this. You know, one is general health and the other is relationships. And in our community, we have uh, decided to focus on men's sexual health as sort of a oh, sort of the canary in the coal mine that'll help us know about someone's general health overall, particularly cardiovascular health. So we focus a lot on that. And then in our practice, we also try to get information and, and, and uh, come up with ways to strategize improving relationships because uh, that's a big part of the, you know, that, that's the, that's the tennis partner you're playing with. So... <laughs> Anyway, we, uh, those are the two main ways we approach it. So how do these health management needs or recommendations change as men age? As we get older, there's increasing uh, cardiovascular risks. You know, hypertension becomes more common, um, hyperlipidemia or high cholesterol, uh, diabetes. Th- those are all uh, coming into play. As patients get older, they typically are on um, more medications. Uh, and there tends to, for many uh, men to become more sedentary as they get older. So over time, uh, these things all uh, creep in, and often they change so slowly that uh, folks don't really realize, you know, what's what's going on. It is interesting, though, that it's been shown in a number of studies that men will often go to the physician to have their erectile function addressed rather than go in to have their blood sugar or their hypertension addressed. So it's sort of considered a gateway for many men to get into the system. So you said over time, these health issues just kind of creep in. Are there warning signs that could signal a problem? You know, fellows will say that, uh, gosh, you know, for the first time last week or over the last few months or something like that, that they've been having difficulty uh, maintaining an erection long enough to satisfy themselves and their partner. So, um, you know, the warning sign is sort of the... uh, you know, is, is the erectile dysfunction itself. It's not something that, uh, oh, you know, if you're talking about a knee injury, you might say, gosh, it started to, to click or hurt when I was running. It, it, it's, you know, usually guys will come in with the principal complaint being, hey, my erections used to be great. They're not so great anymore. You know, what, what's, what's going on with that? So you said, you know, many men come in for ED, and that's kind of like the gateway for men to come in and see the doctor. So for men to be proactive, what screenings do you recommend for men, again, to be proactive with their sexual health management? Yeah. You know, I think that, uh, you know, men should be screened for, uh, you know, hyperlipidemia and for hypertension, um, you know, other risk factors and blood sugar, of course, you know, risk factors for cardiovascular disease. And the recommendations, I think, vary as to what age that, that should be going on. But I presume that everyone who's 50 will have had some of that screening done, uh, certainly earlier if they have a strong family history. And we all know there's sort of an epidemic of obesity in the country, and that's largely due to our lifestyle, which doesn't involve as much activity as we you know, might pursue and, and often diets that are not, not ideal. So I think those are the sorts of things that certainly by the time a guy is 50 years old, it's worthwhile 
you know, monitoring and keeping track of those, those factors. All right, Dr. Bennett, you mentioned hyperlipidemia. Is that a normal part of a routine blood test? That's something that's going to be on most routine screening exams, often called a lipid panel. And the lipid panel looks at cholesterol and triglycerides and high-density cholesterol, low-density. So it's, it's looking at the classic elements of cholesterol metabolism. And, and again, it's a pretty routine study. You know, there are, the cardiologists these days will also do a number of other tests looking for risk factors for heart disease. Uh, the field changes too quickly for me to be an expert in it, but that's, you know, those, are, those are other things that they're looking at as well. In our program, we are coordinated between urologists and endocrinologists who look at hormonal levels and changing testosterone over time, uh, as well as uh, cardiologists. And because those are all, you know, parts of the erectile function and so on. One of the things that we're also looking at right now is how uh, those factors, cardiovascular health, for example, is related to prostate cancer. So it turns out that for men getting older, risk of prostate cancer, risk of erectile dysfunction, they, they sort of have a nexus around cardiovascular risks. So there's a, you know, we have a sort of broad approach to men with these symptoms, again, looking at some sort of cancer risk factors at the same time. So speaking of, you know, prostate and potential other specialists, when, and you mentioned before, you know, around 50 years of age, when should a man get a primary care physician or potentially a urologist? Well, boy, that's a, a tough question. And I, and I, and I don't feel that I'm a, an expert to determine you know, when one should have their first uh, comprehensive examination, whether it's with a physician or a nurse practitioner, uh, uh, you know, physician assistant, that's a tough one. So I, I'd like, like to defer that to the primary care community who you know, do have guidelines, uh, perhaps based on self-identified risk factors. Urologists um, really can come in as sort of the special teams in this. A lot of this care can be provided by the primary care team, certainly those risk factors uh, we discussed, and certainly the use of oral medications, the, the Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, Stendra group, those, those are all well within the purview of, you know, of a current primary care provider, physician, physician assistant, nurse practitioner, that sort of thing. So as urologists, we like to you know, get involved. Often we're getting involved as, as the first person to care for the patient, but we're also very happy to collaborate with the primary care community and get involved uh, when patients haven't had the kind of uh, response to medications that they were hoping for. Dr. Bennett, is a urologist a good specialist for a man to manage his health, much like an OBGYN is for women? You know, I think that there are some urologists who might feel comfortable with that. I, I don't think that that's ideal in our community. We uh, have a very strong urology program here, but we also... Uh, know the limits of our expertise, and I'd hate uh, to, to overlook some novel treatment or evaluation for a patient coming to me. And if I were presuming to be the sort of the cardiovascular physician and the, the, the manager of uh, you know other conditions that sort of impinge on their urology health, so I don't I don't think that many in our community see their role as primary care provider, but really more as the, the, the specialist to collaborate with the primary care team, again, who have a, a more broad view uh, uh, of the patient's overall health. But again, when patients come to us and they haven't seen someone else, it is absolutely our responsibility to approach it with a broad uh, perspective and look for uh, 
you know, other, other conditions, you know, outside of strict urology boundaries and, and see what the patient needs overall. Okay, so that's really good to know. So let me ask you this, Dr. Bennett. It seems like most common health threats to men are treatable and can be managed with a proactive approach, kind of like what we talked about today. So generally, can you say men just need to go to the doctor on a regular basis? Is that a correct statement? Yeah, I think that developing a relationship with a provider, a physician, or physician extender, absolutely is is the first step. And I think that you know, working with that physician to develop, um, you know, habits and lifestyles that are conducive to good health overall and good sexual health, that's critical. I think that going to physicians alone won't quite do it. But if um, if a patient is willing to, uh, initiate in making the kind of changes that will I- ensure the best health overall, um, you know, then we have a winning formula. That's excellent. Well, Dr. Bennett, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. For more information, you can visit NorthBayUrology.org. That's NorthBayUrology.org. This is the Healing Podcast brought to you by Marin General Hospital. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Healing Podcast brought to you by Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital. And for more information, go to MyMarinHealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out our full podcast library for topics of interest to you. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.